Hello and welcome to Michael and Ivanka's Grand Podcast. Uh, we talk about our thoughts every week. Um, and we're just iteratively expanding our self-awareness and understanding of the world and understanding, you know, cementing our own opinions so that when we're in real life, we can, like, we just have them off pat. We know what we want. We know what we are. We know who we are. Uh, my name's Michael Forrest, for example. <laughs> and I'm Ivanka I'm Magic. <laughs> it's true. That's exactly what we've been doing for the last 75 years of recording this <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Um, this week we're going to talk about fame and you know what it's like being famous it's you know it's okay not being famous but it's I think it's better to be famous Um, (laughs) we'll talk about like I don't know how to get famous I guess about how people we know that are famous people we know that want to be famous people whether how famous we feel that kind of thing yeah the the stupid ways in people can that people can become famous for, for nothing <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and the uncomfortable idea of being famous or recognisable. Or, and what's the difference? How, how yeah. recognisable do you have to be to be famous? Mm. I don't know. Mm. How, how famous is beard. famous? Special glasses. <laughs> I mean, I cannot recognise a person's face until I've seen it for about 15 times. So, you know, you probably do have to wear a stupid hat for me to remember you, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, so fame. I don't want to be infamous. I want to be f- famous. <laughs> Alan Partridge. <laughs> Do you know any famous people? Um, Apart from me, obviously. I'm very apart famous. Apart from you. Uh, well, it depends, I suppose. I know lots of famous people in certain circles. Wow. Like, I know UX famous people. Wow, there we people go. People who get adored, you know, mm. you are a famous ux person. And I go, yeah, that's my mate. Did you, have like you that. ever felt famous? I don't know. I don't think so. Not even with the, um, the, the Trump thing? Trump thing. I don't think that's fame, not. is it? It's, it's just no. a bit coverage. Just of coverage. People going blah 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 blah. <laughs> tweet, blah. I do have a blue tick though, so obviously I am famous. Oh well, there you go. I mean, if if there was any other validation needed, the blue tick <laughs> is all it is. Do you have a, a Wikipedia page? I suppose that's the next one. Oh, I don't. Um, I don't know. If anyone wants to make me a Wikipedia page, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Right. Tell me about your uh, immediate experiences, Ivanka. How's it going? It's going okay, I think, this week. It's going well. The child has gone from swimming to now swimming underwater. It's a delight to see. I'm enjoying it a lot. Eyes open. Uh, Goggles. Goggles, yeah. Um, Which she refused to put on for years. You know, I've had for a couple of years. Mm. No, get it off. Anyway, so that is a lot of fun. It's got very hot here. I had a conversation with somebody yesterday about how hard it is to grow things here because it's just hot and there's no water. Mm. (laughs) So the garden's (laughs) kind of going through a dormant stage, but I've got loads of tomatoes. And then the other thing I've been enjoying this week on the subject of self-improvement, iterative (laughs) self-improvement, is uh, uh, my my ongoing... reading of things only things that are written by black authors uh, i'm enjoying uh so i'm now on my third novel 
Uh, wow. So, uh, link yeah. in the description. Link in the dis- links in the description. Links. links. I put them. To what Ivanka even, is reading. To what you know, I've done uh, Queenie, my sister, the serial killer, and I'm now doing woman, mother, sister, something. I can't remember the title. Sorry, but I've actually. Enjoy- I have to. Well, I'm enjoying this one rather a lot, and I downloaded something yesterday which I haven't started reading yet, which is I was trawling around in feminist literature land on Twitter and a white woman recommended her book and then she had a thread that included lots of books and so I downloaded the one by the black woman I thought I'll Mm. do I'll start with that experience first and then I'll work back through the white feminists and see where that gets me Okay. Uh, so yes, and I, was, I think that was partly. Part, I'm not. I'm telling a long story today. I'm usually like, yes, I'm fine. Here's one Do story. It. Bye. Um, but the other thing that I did, uh, Guilty Feminist tweeted a link to a Guardian article where a woman had said, um, "I voted Trump, uh, and I feel like I've betrayed America." Blah blah blah. And I, uh, so I responded to this. And you read the article, and first of all, you're like, it said, you know, Trump is l- losing white college women, white college educated women. I'm like, how the hell is any woman, particularly an educated woman, ever voted for him in the first place? I really yeah. don't understand that. And Incredible. but then I was thinking, you just got to feel sorry for them, that they are so they think so little of themselves that they think that anybody who is recorded talking about pussy grabbing is worth a vote, that that is worth respect as a human being, that is worth acknowledging in any way. Uh, I I just feel very sorry for people who, who, who clearly something has happened to them there's some sadness, some damage, some some lack of being taught that they're worth something, that they're lovable, that they are, you know, I don't know, I find it and they, and phenomenal. And they probably fell for the whole, like, oh, I'm not sure about Hillary, though, all yeah. but her emails, that, like, absolute non-parity bullshit that, that it's you know, just was so popular. Unbelievable. And I, and I do think it is part in part a an sense of self-love. So somebody has mm. not taught, not helped you learn to love, you know, not mm. just, you know. In the words of Ruth Paul, <laughs> if you can't love yourself, how in the hell are you going to love someone else? Well, exactly. So, yeah. yeah, so I did that. I think that's what sent me off on my feminist literature exploration. But... Uh, that said, my three three novels by three black women authors have, I would say, fall in that category as well. They're quite cool, make you think. Uh, so good. yes, that's me. That's my my current iterative uh, personality development <laughs> activity. <laughs> How are you, Michael? Uh, I've I've had a bit of a weird week, a rough week. Not sleeping that well. Kind of feeling kind of overwhelmed a bit, and I think I'm sort of ready for a holiday. Um, I'm fine, thanks. No, I'm going to tell you the truth. Um, I, I think, like, I decided a couple of weeks ago I'm going to start, like, grinding for that sort of mortgage money properly and, like, saving properly. So I, one of the things was, OK, well, I guess I should really quit the gym because that's a, quite a lot of money if you, like, count it up over five years. And, and then, like, as I felt like that video was successful last week, I just kind of did this meditation and I started picturing my kind of dream 
home and I sort of drew it and I've got this really clear vision of what I want for the future now, um, which is, you know, I sort of pictured this sort of like... Um, big sort of open living room with a mezzanine level with lots of art stuff and then a grand piano there and then there's a sofas and then that goes out onto the terrace and then it but and then in the next room I've got like a soundproofed home theater room that's also a record a music studio that I can like you know section off and we can watch telly in there or we can like I can do some stuff and make as much noise as I want we've got the guest rooms I can have friends over and they can stay and we can do some music and we can stream it and then um, there'll be like a you know a little toddler running around or whatever and I, I've just been like picturing this thing but I think then I start like looking at what how much fun money I would have to save for this to happen and just getting absolutely depressed and also at the same time like I'm feeling like I'm having to deny myself stuff as well and like uh I just I think like this whole grinding plan is 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 making me sad <laughs> and this whole like trying to long-term plan is making me sad and I don't know if it's an initial an initial drop of mood or if it's gonna just stay you know so, you know, that's where mm. I am. Just like I've got this dream crystallizing and then at the same time I've, I'm sort of overwhelmed by how impossible it's starting to seem. It sort of seemed possible last week and this week, like, no. And I just saw my app numbers just like ten, two minutes ago and went, F So, you know, don't know. I, I, what happened to just, I, I just need enough money to live and I'll be happy. Like, of course you can't just stick with that, can you? Well, where is this house, this vision house? Like, ideally, like, London Bridge. But, yeah, like, it may be possible to... Trouble is, if it's not in a city, then the whole soundproof terrace stuff isn't really working. Because I looked at Liverpool yesterday. I thought, maybe Liverpool would do it. But, like, they have some... The, the fancy places there look out onto not very much, frankly. So, you know, I've been fantasising about these you know, penthousey places, but... Well, Maybe it can why, be done why, some other way. Why does the soundproof studio have to be in a city? Well, otherwise, why does it need to be... If I'm just living in a mansion. Why does it need to be soundproofed? Well, birds are terribly noisy, Michael, as is <laughs> wildlife in general. Wind, wind is noisy. Um, well, it's to keep the sound in more than... To, yeah, for sure, OK. <laughs> wind. It is annoying, like, there are a lot of roadworks and banging around me in this place, actually, I don't think... Anyway, yeah, that's me. Just on a bit of a ups and downs situation this weekend, just desperate for a break, but I don't want to, like, waste a break on playing video games for a month or whatever. I think there's much yeah. could be discussed about this. Well. Um, but uh, let's, not. let's not. We did that last week. Yeah. Let's not indulge me anymore. <laughs> just told you how I was. Just leave it sat there on the table, yeah. sent, making a little stink. <laughs> How does it feel to be famous, Ivan? <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I once saw a survey, like we've been talking about yeah. quizzes a bit on Facebook, and you know, it's kind of like how your friends, you know, which of you, it was one of those ones where you vote on which of your friends, and, and my, and I, I did have like most famous was like, I seem to score well in that uh, among my Facebook friends, and I thought, oh, I guess like compared to most people, I, you know, I do have 
a, a vague profile of putting stuff out in public that I want people to see. Um, I do. I would like to be famous, to be honest. I've, I've tried it. I, I, I liked the feeling of it back 20 God knows how many years ago when I was walking around a <laughs> university campus getting recognised. I liked it. I liked it. But it was famous. It was good famous. It was like, you, oh, really brilliant. I loved your band and congratulations for winning kind of thing. So I suppose, like, if you were infamous and people were like, F*** you, uh, it wouldn't feel as good. <laughs> well, I don't know. I think there's something weird about even the idea of being famous. Mm. So in a because I'm living in a village at the moment and very quickly the thousand odd people who live in the village become at least recognisable to one another. Mm. Like everybody knows who everyone else yeah. is, you know, and in some cases live, that's one of the annoying things about living in a village because, you know, you can't do things <laughs> because everyone knows who you are. But then just do you care that everyone knows who you are? Like. I don't know. It's a very odd. You're sort of putting yourself up there to. As soon as everyone knows who you are, which is blah blah. Okay, sorry, I'm not making any sense. I find I find it very odd the concept of fame. I think in part because in the two villages I've lived in my life, everyone's known who we are because we've been weird and come like arrived from the side. Yeah. You know, like when we were in Herzegovina, I was that girl. That English girl, you know, that one whose mum's English. So everyone, I couldn't go anywhere or do anything. It would be reported back instantly to my parents. <laughs> Luckily, I didn't hide things from them, so we were we were cool. But it could have been quite stifling, let me tell you. And then, uh, so I don't really like the. I'd, I'd, I'm much more of an incognito mm. traveller, which I find quite conflicting because. I do want people to read some of, you know, like hear some of the things that mm. I have, as, as my daughter would put it. But they're not, But I'm not making music or painting pictures mm. or acting in a movie. I don't really want you to look at me. I want you to look at maybe something I've written or mm. maybe I don't even want to do that. I don't even, I don't want to do it enough to write things down and put them on the blog. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I kind of want people to... I kind of want special treatment. So I like getting special treatment. And I think that's, you know, when you're from a family of seven children and you're never allowed special treatment, it kind of leaves you wanting special treatment all the time. Special. And one way to get that is for people to be like, oh, hello, Mr. Forrest. Yes, we have a table for you in the back. Um, I'd, I think I'd enjoy that. <laughs> But can't you get that through just loyalty? Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> one moment I did. Like, you know, one, one, one breakthrough I did have with this was that I was I was at some like club and I was just being like I don't know I was just I was on kind of a good I was in a good mood because I just like finished a video done well and like I was I think I was like behaving like someone and then like I was someone and like to the point that someone was like who who are you and I was like sort of. They they sort of had deduced that I must be famous uh, from my kind of like, I guess, swagger. And I was like, well, <laughs> I mean, that's like most people. There's so many people. There's so many famous people that you ask someone about and they haven't heard of them. That probably like, you know, if you can get to that level of having the, the famous person confidence, then that's almost enough. 
you don't actually have to have millions of people know who you are at all. That, and that for me was like, OK, well, that, that, that'll probably do. <laughs> <laughs> but but I, that's, what, that's kind of what I mean as well about the sort of like walking into a restaurant and asking for a table. There are, there are different ways of walking in that I'd say I have observed or even experimented with. Mm. It's like... Hi, <laughs> you, know, you know, be incredibly gracious. So there's kind of a, you know, how do you get, if you, if you want special treatment, how do you get special treatment and what sort of special treatment do you want? Yeah. And what can you do to get that, if that's how you feel? Or like the, um, the sort of reputational fame, isn't there? Yeah. That sort of... And you you want to be... Repu- and I think there's something about, like, people you respect respecting you and having yes, heard of absolutely. you. that It's just like... That's that's important to me. Like that's yeah. what I want. Like, yeah. but then and the trouble is, like the people that I look up to, I, I sort of managed to get some version of that respect. Like, you know, met my heroes. They sort of like what I do enough. Like they're, they're kind of complimentary about what I do, and I'm like, okay, they're sort of prepared to retweet something I've done, and then it just becomes that they're not actually that famous to most people. So it's like it's, it doesn't really help me get anywhere that they like me. So never mind. Um, until I start really loving Ed Sheeran or someone, then I guess you know this is the level I'm I'm at, which is fine. But but well, so there's also this reputation. I think that's I mean. But then there's like, well, that doesn't get me anywhere. It's like, where yeah, I don't do you know. want to get I just, to? I don't know. And, and I, I think this is a key difference between me and you. There's something about making music. So I, I believe, I, I, like to, I, I, I think I know it to be reasonably true that I have a decent reputation as a user researcher. Mm. So in a, good, in a circle of other experts, I am rec- I am recognised and accepted as an expert. Mm. And I like that and I want to maintain that. And in many ways, it is kind of a self-feeding thing where because, you know, there's a desire to maintain the reputation, so therefore I have to keep learning Mm. and therefore I have to stay on top of my game and all those kind of things. So that is cool, but that's reputation. It's kind of professional reputation. So I'm not sure it has any, it's not no kind of fame. Mm. But then I've got friends like you and I've got a friend who's a comedian and like, if you want people to hear your music and if you want to make people laugh, you don't necessarily, you can make people laugh without being famous, but you can't really make a living at no. making people laugh unless you have volume. But also what you can't get if you don't have a certain number of people that know who you are is like a decent room full of enough people that when you do something, they go, hey, <laughs> they go, ha, ha, ha. it's just like whenever you, if, whenever you do anything, you've got like, a few of your friends and maybe a couple of bystanders it's just like it's kind of miserable because one of the whole reasons of amplifying what you're doing (laughs) over big loud speakers is to reach is to be able to kind of like um connect with lots more people and if if you're just if you just feel like i could have just done this at home then and it's so much energy that you have to put into like you don't like playing a gig is so much work (laughs) like so much preparation so much like getting there setting up nerves fear like all the stuff that goes into a performance is like it's absolutely like it's stressful it's exhausting it's really intense and then you do all and it's the same amount of work more or less I mean obviously when you get to the thousands of people looking at you it becomes 
like probably it gets a bit more stressful but like it's just really you kind of want at least there to be enough people to make it worth the uh, worth the effort and um that's that's then you're like oh i just need to be more famous you know it's that it sort of becomes a means to just not sort of feeling like it's worthwhile putting a lot of effort into something so there's something about reach like i you know like i was saying the sort of comedian the gig that you can't it simply doesn't work at a really small or it works so much better at large scale you know it's sort of the more people are laughing around you the more you're going to laugh the more people are dancing around you the more you're going to enjoy the vibe there's no doubt about it there is you can have a lot of fun dancing in your living room but if you're at a gig or in a club where there's loads of other people and all that energy it's it's a better time but that's also not to say that more is always better like I want like I just want it like 50 to 100 people in the room maybe like a thousand would be good but like actually I wouldn't you know stadium rock is a whole different thing like being one of those comedians that can like fill a stadium that's that's a different kind of thing and I think a lot of like artists would rather just sort of like do the medium-sized venues and sort of like where it does feel a bit more intimate and a bit like you can actually kind of see what's going on there's there's a I think there's a sweet spot it's not as simple as more is better, but yeah, that's just a caveat, I suppose, to that. But yeah, like not but, any but, is so f-ing miserable. Yeah. If you're liking this podcast, uh, you could tell someone about it that has has a voice, has a platform can tell other people about it or maybe you've got a platform you could tell people about it just tweet it just say hey look grandpodcast.com have a listen i'm enjoying it um do you want to have you got any wellness centers to promote ivanka <laughs> yes i do the brighton natural health center.org.uk is open for business and in need of people to attend classes, we're ready and waiting. Is and I that's think the main in message. person primarily, in, or, or online as well. We're zooming and onlining at the okay. moment, so you can, no matter where you are, you can participate. And cool. yeah, that's nice. I'm okay, um, I'm sick of talking about goodtohear.co.uk/free, where you can get my email, free ebook tracking happiness and sign up to my mailing list. So I'm going to say, if you like the music on this podcast, why don't you like just buy an album of mine? If you go to michaelforestmusic.com, it's all linked there. Releases. Buy something on Bandcamp. Support me on Patreon. Make me feel good about making the music. Uh, that would be lovely. And now back to the uh, back to the episode. There's a sort of professional reputation. So I don't need volume. I don't need thousands of adoring, you know, adoring people in a room. I need to be able to reach two or three influential people, people who can commission some work, people. It's a different... Um, mm. I need, you know, so, so sort of from a professional... And, you know, like you're... We're talking about the music, Michael, at the moment, I yeah. think, rather than the app, Michael. Yeah. And then, and then... But then you've got people who just want to be famous and they've got nothing that they there's no thing that they do (laughs) like and i uh god rest her soul as they say but jade goody is my prime example you like that person who goes on to on to big brother who becomes famous for not knowing anything Hmm. 
And I think that is just weird. Well, there's a, and I have this as a question, like, like why, why do people... I've got this question. Why do people love buffoons? Like Boris Johnson, like Trump. Like, people love a, someone who's a bit... I don't know if it's... I think it's about vulnerability, and I think it's about being able to identify that someone is stupid... Like just like me, so I like them. And there's something about someone who sort of feels too. I don't think anyone says just like me. Well, someone, I don't know, I don't know, but like someone who feels like, I think like people are distrustful if someone seems too, like untouchable, maybe yeah, you know, too, too kind of yeah, like maybe. Yeah, perfect yeah, yeah, or well, too like yeah. invincible. I think people just start trying to find the chinks. Um, yeah. You do start once you do start to get a bit of a profile, people do start coming for you. And I, I did sort of have a feeling of that, like in London, um, when I was sort of like doing a lot of shows, uh, like in Camden. And and as a sort of segue, I, I don't know where this fits, but like my brother has done really well as a beatboxer, and he's he's um, you know, he went on tour, he did all the things, but he's uh, he he had the uh, like we were in a pub and someone came up to him and went oh I loved you at that thing and that's kind of like you kind of want that and he went yeah it's even better if you're walking up the street with a girl and someone comes up to you and goes oh I really loved what you were doing there like I do you, you want like once in a while for someone to recognize you and give you a compliment and and go but um I did and so I, he's sort of probably the I mean him and my dad I don't know my dad's been on TV a lot now as a paleontologist so he's sort of he's found his fame in in his sort of niche but um my brother was someone I rang up when things were going relatively well because I started to feel like people were coming for me and like I'd sort of asked him like you know what do you do when people start trying to like take you down like how do you how do you um because people will like, there's no way you can stick your head up too high without getting um, without someone taking issue with it. Um, now the problem with this story is that I can't remember what he actually told me. It was just like, <laughs> yeah, it's a. F- <laughs> Maybe that's all you needed. Yeah, but that's the thing. If you do stand out, people will attack you. If you stand out for good or bad, it doesn't really matter. Mm. You're going to get attacked because yeah. you know what you were saying about the recognizing the sort of vulnerability you know if you if you if you seem untouchable people will try and go after you if you seem like you're that's just that's the bad bit of some humans rather than going oh my gosh isn't it amazing they're doing so well with Mm. their music yay i'll share share and like like and subscribe like and subscribe Um, and then and, and i had to i had to say to myself and realize like what like someone's always gonna not like my singing, even if I was really brilliant, like by my own standards. Like someone's always not gonna like it. So I think I just need to accept that and just put stuff out there and see what see what happens. But it took me a long time to be prepared to sort of have that level of vulnerability in what I was putting out. Um, I remember the first time I put a track that just even had some really, really processed vocals on it and just sitting in a room and, like, hearing, like, it being playing was, like, freaking me out because that vulnerability is terrifying. But it's also, like, I forced myself to do it because there's no way you can connect with enough people if you don't, if you aren't vulnerable, if you're not kind of pushing that envelope, I don't think. But I, I, you know, I also think that there's a... I, I don't really want to be seen... I want people to see the things that I do. 
but I think that's the weird thing about like why why record a podcast then? Yeah, like, I don't know. But actually, and then and then that's that's been a thing like this week. Um, you know, some of the advice I had on marketing and some of the stuff that some you know someone I was talking to did feel was successful was the way that I did put my story out there. I've got my kind of story about my mother on on the website as part of the yeah. free. Like, why would you listen to me? There's a link you can kind of read about my sad childhood, um, which you know I've never really wanted. I've never found. I don't know. It's if it, I found a place that it belongs. If people are you know want to hear about that, but. Um, and then putting that video out where I'm talking about myself, which the first draft of that video, I didn't have that. And then Sharon was like, oh, you should put some of your story in there. And, then, and I put it in and that I think that like helps people connect. I think like people, if you just and I hear this about like promoting your game, like lots of people want to like pretend they're a company and put the company logo on and like release this game and. But even though there's like one person working on it or two people working on it, so just put your name on it and like put your face yeah. on it. Like yeah. um, people don't like, oh, but it seems more, I think there's a sort of safety or like a legitimacy that seems to come from pretending you're like some a corporate, s- I mean, corporate we, entity. Yeah. But the vulnerability, yeah. I think that comes back to like, people are going to like what you do if they kind of know who you are and that you're a person and that you, like that's so I think to, to become yeah. famous you I think your work it's hard for your work to become famous without you being like associated with that on some level and revealing yeah, something think, about yourself I think there's a couple of things about it like well one of the changes we've done on Restaurants Brighton this week we haven't started promoting it yet is that when Nick set it up because it was just Nick yeah, you know, like for for a couple of years, beefing away and doing marketing consultancy and stuff, mm. um, he made it look like a big organization. Yeah, because then he could sell to big organizations and he could ask for them for money and all those things. And and one of the things we've just spent the last week doing is rewriting all our meet the team pages. So it's like, no, we are just Brighton and uh, there were only four of us and this is who we are and these are the other freelancers we work with and you know this is what we like to do when we're not doing restaurants Brighton because we we actually need you to recognize that we're a local business yeah and we need some of that local business support because while you look like a big corporate entity people are far more inclined to attack you. Well, I mean, in our case, they don't really attack us so much as just, like, ignore you. Yeah. Like, they'd rather write a review on TripAdvisor than on Restaurants Brighton, and this is the same town that will bang on about its independence. It's like, well, please Mm. write a review on my website, (laughs) (laughs) motherfuckers. There was a time a few months ago where I was like starting to get really sick of like the area we're in. I was starting to be like, I really miss living somewhere a bit more cool because uh, we're at, like sort of Queen's Park, Harrow Road. It's like it's and then um, we were walking up through Queen's Park and we were in the co-op. And then suddenly sort of Sharon was like, is that David Harbour? And like, so basically, and we've seen him a couple of times, like David Harbour, fiance of Lily Allen, is just like wandering around the shops near us. We saw him going to a coffee shop and it's like, it's the guy from Stranger Things. 
who we really like uh, and um it just really like cheered me up about where where we live and sort of made it feel like a place instead of like nowhere and just because there was someone famous who we I think we'd even recently like looked at him like watched some video inside celebrities homes on YouTube or something we'd watched him talk taking us through his flat it was like hey it's him so do you, do you want to know my devastating uh, celebrity example for sooty van on the island <laughs> do of Brach? Do it. Imagine of all the figures in the world, the recognisable world figures that have been here on holiday, mm. and there is a video to prove it. Yep. The person that has been here is Boris f***ing Johnson. Oh, no. <laughs> you lose. Everyone's like, hey, Boris Johnson comes here on holiday. Oh, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> do you think that makes me happy? Uh, <laughs> well, maybe you'll get a chance to corner him. <laughs> oh, don't know. I haven't seen him. They they, they tell this story oh. like he comes all the time, but I've not seen Came him. Thankfully, but I mean, if I did see him, no, it wasn't that far ago. But yes, I think if I did see him, I think I might be a little braver than my. You know, the I think, but there's something cool about celebrity so your story is a much cooler story but there's something so nice about I don't know why it is but it makes you excited I saw Paul McCartney on Church Road in Hove going into Cullens some years ago I was like oh Paul McCartney but it's like of course you're excited what's wrong you know I think but I like to think that there's a few people in the world who get very excited when they see me. it's just not loads of them <laughs> you know my friends my family my sister most of the time when she's not off me you know it's that kind of uh, uh, yeah that's what was it should we talk about like reactions to famous people I'm sure I've told my Hugh Laurie <laughs> seeing Hugh Laurie just eye contact weird like he's like yeah it's me and I'm like Oh, I actually kind of have a man crush on you and watched loads of House or whatever it is. What's his show? And sort of was yeah, like, oh, I kind of wish I was Hugh Laurie. Um, and then I saw him in, in person. It was like, ooh. But it was just like one of those moments. And you just like... And, and like I think like Flight of the Concords, I saw... You know, I talked about that as well, didn't I? Like I saw them. I managed to like see them backstage. But that like not wanting to like... And we talked about this definitely, but like not wanting yeah, to yeah, seem yeah. uncool when you meet someone famous yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, is yeah. like because even that David Harbour, like um, he was crossing a zebra crossing near us, and like I was just like, oh, we got. I wanted to catch the green man and kind of get across. I, I mixed my uh, crossings there. I think it was a green man, but we'd seen him in the distance and was like, is that David again? And um, and then is uh, that David, my friend Dave. David? Is that Dave? <laughs> um, so then we uh, sort of like run. We're running to sort of catch the light, but then like. As I we got closer, I was like, turned to Sharon and go, oh, it is him. And then I realised like I'm sort of maybe within earshot. And then I'm like, oh, this is so awkward now. Like I, I we weren't running after you. We were just trying to get the lights. But then we were talking about you, and then we did follow him. Um, so <laughs> Sharon was like, can we follow? Oh, I'm like, oh, okay. So we was like, well, we were just wanting to know where he was going, and it's just like. But it's really hard, isn't it? Sharon likes following celebrities. Like I think she saw like Noel Gallagher in a in in, a, in Marleybone at some point. It just went, you know, sort of saw which shops he was going into. Yeah, it's like, 
Yeah, what is that? They're so fascinating. But I, but I, yeah, but I think this is just nosiness, natural <laughs> human nosiness. If you live in a village, you do go, oh, you'll never guess who I saw today. <laughs> in the shop she was. Didn't expect to see her in that shop. I thought she goes to that shop. And do you know what? The other day, so-and-so, they weren't having a coffee in that cafe. They were having it in the other cafe. Ooh, controvert. Oh. I mean, this well, is Well, maybe that's the death, the death of the local <laughs> existence. Is like, so we need the famous people are the only ways we get to have gossip about that's people. Gossip. And make a story. Oh, do you know who I saw today? What? You know, it's, <laughs> yeah, exactly. it's immediately an interesting story. Like, oh, what was he doing? Can't believe what was she doing? What they were wearing. Do you know what I saw a bar? It's <laughs> <Chicken. laughs> like nothing. It would if it was anyone else. Who gives a shit? But like, I'm, I'm, I'm only just. I'm, I've got a lot of beeping for myself this week, but I just don't have the energy to not swear. Uh, Maybe you'll have to just send. We'll send an apology to Auntie Annette. <laughs> it's just yeah, it's gossip and nosiness and human curiosity mm. and stories yeah. what, what else are you going to talk about yeah i mean are we have we got I mean, any noble conclusions for this episode or is it just uh have we got anything useful I think to what, add the word we haven't the word we have not mentioned is ego right and i think ego is an important element of this okay the you know the boy walking down the road with a girl and having somebody else go oh are you the guy of the telly or whatever mm. i heard you do that beatboxing i could totally get that mm. i want you know like we but that you know, that's just, I, 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 you know, I think it's ego and it's in you, but not necessarily bad ego. It's just sense of self. Look, Look at me, doesn't want, I'm showing up. Yeah, like who, do, like who doesn't want to, who doesn't love a bloody ego boost? No one. And But also, yeah, you feel like, you don't feel like you're kind of like scrabbling for anything. You feel like, yeah, no, I exist. I am a solid yeah, flesh yeah, yeah. and blood totally. thing that exists yeah. in this world yeah. and matters on some level. Yeah. And that is just, yeah. who doesn't want that yeah. feeling? Yeah, I think, and I think, I think that is totally, I mean, that, that on the, on the 15 seconds of Twitter fame, one of the replies that most made me uh, proud was a reply from someone, again, somebody ahead, of, like older than me, career wise, more somebody that I respect enormously, who replied, I'm honoured to know you. Mm. And I was like, that's it, my work here is done. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, Excellent. it wasn't like, it was more like, I just made me feel good. And I think if anything, and uh, just to make it touchy feely, lovey, cuddly at the end, it's like, it's what we have to remember to also recognize each other mm. it is cool to say to your friend i ah, you made me laugh i loved that tune my daughter <laughs> couldn't stop dancing i loved what you did there it's so nice to see you what Con have you bought in the shop <laughs> conclusion let's treat our friends like we would treat a famous person <laughs> yeah just without the like the Fish mouth things. <laughs> like fish that. mouth. I, I, you know, there's sort of like, uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, oh, God, uh, did I say that? I mean, but I get that social anxiety about it. Like, I, mean, I, I don't, do. You know, you speak to someone and you're feeling confident and then 10 seconds after you've said goodbye, you're like, oh, I ruined that at the end. I said the wrong thing at the end. Oh, no, they're thinking this about me now. God, f*** that feeling. But, yes, let's, let's treat our friends yeah. like we would treat famous people. Yeah, just, apart I, from I see famous you. people we like. Say, I really like what you did there.
if you like the podcast go to grandpodcast.com um, get subscribed uh, one way or another email us subscribe to our Patreon uh, get get on the Slack channel join in where can people find you Ivanka? people can find me at Ivanka on Twitter and what are your Twitter hours? <laughs> I have no idea. It depends on the day. <laughs> they are unspec. They're definitely not at, at central CET night time. <laughs> I'll tell you that for note. You can find me on Twitter at Michael Forrest between nine o'clock and ten o'clock on Tuesdays. And um, I just got an email in my inbox, and it says, "Dear Michael, thanks for the email. I'm not sure if you really monitor this or if it's a bot, but I'll assume you do." I do monitor it, and it is a bot. Um, I really love the app. I have never done any mindfulness, talking about my feelings or anything, so this is all new to me. The app was recommended by... Oh, it was recommended by Jerry, and has been a bit of a lifesaver and eye-opener. Trapped at home with a 13-year-old baby, 13-week-old baby during a pandemic hasn't been great. Anyway, thanks a lot. It's brilliant. So there you go. Goodtohear.co.uk slash free. A little bit of an ego wow, boost for me there, brilliant. as discussed. Hmm. And thanks to Jerry. But, <laughs> but well, I would say one other thing. Can mm. I, you can cut this out or not. I don't really care this at the end. But, like, sending thank yous. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Massively important. Right, right. Hi, I love your product. I love that work you did. I mm. love that thing you did. It's such a massive thing. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I thank think you that messages. So easy now. Messages. All you've got to do is say thanks for coming. Yeah, it's all good. So anyway, um, thank you for listening. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye bye. Enjoy bye, the bye, sunshine. Bye, bye, bye. Ciao.